Hey everyone, Rafe here. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Faces and Feels. Uh, before we jump straight into the episode, I just wanted to hit you with a quick public service announcement. Uh, promotion that's near and dear to my heart, Deathmatch Down Under, Australia's premier deathmatch wrestling company, is currently in a, the midst of a big funds drive to try and establish their own venue in Melbourne, Victoria. Now, this is a really exciting concept for me. Though I don't live in Melbourne, the idea of them having a place to put on shows regularly, to stream on IWTV, to put out more content, to help develop talent, all the things you can do when you have uh, your own location seems like a really, really exciting prospect to me. Uh, if you look at somewhere like H2O Wrestling run by Matt Tremont, that's a perfect example of what can be accomplished when you have a space like that. I imagine booking venues and doing things like that and selling the idea of bringing a deathmatch company to your venue isn't always the easiest thing to do. And so, yeah, they're trying to get that done. Uh, and they really want to make it happen this year. But in order to make that a reality, they really need your help. So please head over to 3011arena.com.au. That is 3011arena.com.au to check out all the ways you can help. They've got all sorts of packages um, and nothing goes unrewarded. So there's various tiers starting from as little as $10 making your way all the way up to $1,000 with perks and merch and uh, being part of the mural, being literally a part of the fabric of the venue, free tickets to shows. All of these things are available uh, and you'll be helping a great cause and helping a great community that they're building over there in Melbourne. So please check out 3011arena.com.au and support Deathmatch Down Under. And with that said, let's jump into the show. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. He's not only public enemy number one, he's also a very patient man who's been waiting for me for like a fucking hour while my entire system <laughs> fucking betrayed me. It's the one and only Eric Dillinger. How are you today, bud? Hey, I'm good, man. Look, we made it. We made it happen one way or the other, just like we promised. We did, exactly. It's been, <laughs> to we've been trying, all, all transparency aside, me and Eric have been trying to actually catch up and talk for, I don't know, no joke, like probably months, right? Like when we first started yes. talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and fucking my life fell apart and fucking... Eric's been busy as he's on the come up, so I'm so glad to finally see your face, even if you can't see mine because my camera's dead. We've made it. I know, and then I couldn't hear you at first, and then I could see your beautiful yeah, face. Exactly. So it was—it's just a win-lose no matter what. You know? <laughs> exactly right. We, it doesn't get the audio medium doesn't transfer as well if we could just see each other and you can't hear me. So yeah, hey, no, as long right. as we can hear each other, that's all that matters all the way across the world. So, brother, we won't waste any more time. We're going to get this knocked out, and then I need to get my ass to work. So, uh, whenever Man, I start this show, I just always like to ask people. What were some of the first faces that stood out to them in wrestling? So what got you involved, man? Uh, who do you remember? Childhood memories, all that kind of stuff. Uh, first standing oh. out to you. Oh, dude, thousand percent, man. And I am that kid. Like, I have loved this from a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's no secret, too. If you see me in the ring, I've actually <laughs> I've got an Ultimate Warrior tattoo on my oh. bicep. Awesome. Um, now, yes, man, WrestleMania six. Uh um, a little insight into my life. I'm adopted on my dad's side. Wow. So my adopted dad and I, yeah, man, um, he purchased me some VHSs. Uh -huh. I'll never forget. One of them had uh, Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania. Yes. I was the Ultimate Warrior fan. Everybody was for Hogan. Uh, when Warrior won, you know that memory, just like when your guy did it finally. And yeah. The rest is history, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. Um. Yeah, quite often people will say Hogan and stuff. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, for me, was a, a huge one as well. I, I've told the story on the show before, but I remember um, 
like I was I traded a magazine, like a WWF magazine when I was a kid for like a, a paint marker or something like that. And and you know, it's got got the Hulkster on the front and that kind of caught my interest, but I'm flipping through it and then in the middle there's like a, a full page spread of like the ultimate warrior in all his juiced out glory. And I was like, who is this dude? (laughs) And then when we rented like the first VHS and you just see him sprinting to the ring, like full pelt wrestling for two minutes and then gone. Like it just seems like the coolest shit in the world when you're a kid. That's exactly what I was going to say next too, man. I was like, I I get, as time goes on, obviously tastes and things totally change. But man, when you're a kid, just a hundred miles an hour, yeah, and under five minutes, let's let's do it. Let's you do know it. I mean? yeah. I'm in because <laughs> you're just like he's clearly the best one. Oh, it's very obvious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, get in, get out, get paid. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So did he. <laughs> That's sick, bro. So, uh, you're you're a young kid. Uh, your adoptive father's getting you into it. So, does that then lead to you guys like regularly watching tapes together and and watching the shows? Like, it would have been on TV for you, right? hundred percent, man. Um, it was actually, I always talk about this too, because I was also fortunate enough to be a nineties kid. So I'm, I'm happy with that. My, you know what I mean? I got all the good stuff. So yeah. it was like the attitude era, man, the good times. But of course I wasn't like allowed to watch like the suckets and all that. So I was a WCW guy for a while. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't, that was by force, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, but, yeah. um, man, those are the memories I have, like staying up late, even like he would like switch over to the, to Raw and it'd be like, kind of, like I said, like I shouldn't be watching this right now, but I'm totally into it, you know? And yeah. that was the start of it, man. And even then, uh, I've got a couple of childhood friends I've met uh, through the love of pro wrestling since we were like in kindergarten and it's been 20 plus years and our friendship still is together and we still like watch wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it's my life. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. It, it's so cool. So you go, uh, like it's just been like a constant through your life. You didn't drop out of it and stuff. I know like for me, I became like a band guy for like 10 years and was like doing all that stuff. And, and I, it sort of dropped off my radar a bit. Admittedly in Australia, it's a little bit harder to obtain it. You know what I mean? Cause it oh, yeah. isn't on TV and stuff as, as regularly. It just stayed a consistent through your whole life. Uh, well, so I, I think again, I think we all have this little period, right? I, I totally agree with you. So I did kind of have that moment, but, uh, Mine was a little different, man. Um, another, I feel like my whole life's a story, so you're probably going to get a bunch of these little moments. Oh, today, that's man. fine. Hit but, me, bro. Um, that's what we're here so, for. Uh, yeah, man, kind of growing up, too, uh, as much as my adopted dad was there, he was kind of gone as well. And like I said, my mom primarily raised me, man. So yeah. I always, uh, I think what drew me to wrestling, too, was like the tough guy, just like superhero aspect. So there was a time after I graduated high school where uh, I, I did MMA. So I became like a... I took uh, jujitsu. I trained under uh, Marcelo Montero, actually a Brad Maddox, who's an affiliate of Marcelo Montero. It's just a high-level jujitsu. Uh, uh-huh. I took some Muay Thai, and uh, I went four and one in the cage. But wow. during those moments, yeah, man, I, I was kind of like, oh, I got to be a tough guy, like you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. I focused I all on like martial arts and yeah, things of that nature. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, man. So even that career, it wasn't like what I loved. I mean, I loved wrestling, so I proved. My toughness to myself, I guess it was to nobody, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, man, I want to wrestle. So yeah. it was always, always back to wrestling, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that is part of the, the journey in life, right? It's, especially as like, you know, a kid or maybe one that you, you haven't felt like you've had like a, a male role model or whatever and, and stuff like that in, in that way where you're like, I, I want to sort of prove to myself like – that self-confidence, like find that. And, and however you find that, it may be through something. I know for me, a lot of it came with like the band, right? Like I, I never really felt like a cool kid or anything like that. And when I left high school, uh, I, I remember this conversation specifically with like my childhood best friend. We were, we were standing there and it was a graduation and he was like, man, I'm really going to miss everybody. And I was like, I'm never going to see any of these motherfuckers again. Like, and I left, I I left my, my hometown and I went to the big city. It's not really a big city, but it's the city I live now, Perth. And I was like, I'm completely just going to do everything. I want to stop giving a fuck about what everybody did. And then like, I started playing bass guitar and we kind of formed a band and I did that for 10 years. And I sort of found my confidence in that, in performance and in, 
and in things. So if you can find that thing to sort of attach your identity to, you know, and, and find yep. that drive, it can yep. then lead yep. you to other places. You know what I mean? And, and so it obviously 100%. gave you the physical conditioning and the, the confidence to then uh, approach something like pro wrestling. No, and that's literally all it was too, man. And like, even then, uh, cause so I played sports throughout high school yeah. to stay out of trouble type thing. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, like, but it was always continually like watching wrestling or in the back of my mind being like, man, I could do this, man. And then I think yeah. we all do backyard wrestling, whether we're supposed to or not, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so even, yeah, you know what I mean? Even then, and it's just like a little bit more, a little bit more. And then I've just found that, like you said, something always pulls me back. Like literally. Yeah. So even. I'm sure for you and music, I don't know, man, not that you can fall off of music. I know it's pretty broad, but like mm. something just always sucks you right back in and reminds you why you love it. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, yep, that's it right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, even pro wrestling was that for me. And even though I'm kind of an older guy now and probably any chair, <laughs> too many neck injuries and shoulder injuries for me to ever even consider a, a fucking <laughs> career in the ring. But like, I mean, it coming back into my life became like a real big part of it and then led to me you know starting this show which was yeah. which is still just me being a part of wrestling and and finding kind of my own you know little spot in it um so yeah, how do you how do you even begin to train in pro wrestling so you've done mma stuff you've you've kind of walked away from that you're yeah. obviously physically fit and can fight at that point but you're like where do i begin training or what do i do literally that's i mean i had no clue man i think at the time too i even tried like looking some places up and i you know what i mean man you're mm -hmm. trying to figure all this stuff out well then i end up um i actually it's again kind of wild of a universe works uh i trained jujitsu uh, jujitsu with a guy who trained under billy rock he's a real kind of um, uh you know uh ruben soho mance warner yeah mm -hmm. um yeah that's uh, that's their trainer billy I, I trained under the same guy billy rock the self-proclaimed king of indiana you know okay. what i mean um yeah, brother. So, but uh, the guy just happened to be um, training under him. And I remember, I think it was at a practice. This could be something along these lines, but I was just like, man, I like, I love wrestling. I want to do it. He kind of gave me the location. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a friend of mine at the time who's, like I said, one of my current best friends, like I told you earlier from childhood. Um, he drove me there. Uh, I met Billy, kind of paid my dues. And then uh, my friend drove me to practice every single week. Oh, wow. I did not have a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, man. And I kid you not. So yeah, every, and he would just sit out there and just kind of wait for me to get done. So it's like, wow. People say brother a lot, but I, I actually have a couple, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, so he wasn't <laughs> training. He was just literally taking you there so you could do it. He, was, he, he had that much confidence in me. Oh, I'm wow. Joking. Yeah. That's, yeah, awesome, man. <laughs> that's so cool. And you guys are obviously still tight. Still, yeah, still hang out, man. He's still actually um, on on the the shoot side. We actually work in the same facility together, so there's that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That, yeah, man, that's so cool. So you're you're training, you're you're doing all that. You're paying your dues, as you say. How do mm -hmm. you how do you then go to doing shows? And more importantly, so, how do you how do you find deathmatch because they, it's obviously an even more extreme version of, of what you're doing so maybe we'll take that step by step but it seems like an yeah, extreme upgrade <laughs> <laughs> no and actually i can kind of weave this all together yeah please. I, you know i i told you before too i'm a talker man so if you ever feel the need just be like no, no. Get me back on track we're good we're good we're good <laughs> yeah so um okay man so uh even back to the training aspect of it man it was like in this it's straight up it was old schoolish like man the summers were blistering hot the winters were cold. It was like in this like combined storage unit thing with like the middle door taken out. So it was a tough, it was, it was a good way to come in though. Cause I still feel like I got that old school way. Yeah. But, um, so, so even from there, Billy was running shows and I did do one of the uh, class war shows. I think they were called. And, uh, to be honest, man, I had fall, I fell out. So, right. So this was about 2013. Uh, I fell out and kind of had, uh, continued the MMA journey, but nothing serious. But, um, Another little flash into my life. Uh, I got real bad into the bottle, brother. I uh, mm -hmm. I got real bad with alcohol, and um, I'm actually now currently five years sober. Congratulations! Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. So after the bottle, I got back into, like I said, the wrestling portion of it. Uh, my hometown here in Crawfordsville mm -hmm. has a a small company. Uh, it goes by NGW. Uh, I literally did the only thing I could think of to get back into the door was I went down and swept the ring. Yeah, and not put up chairs. Super uh -huh. old school, man. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> they gave me a pre-show. Uh, this was just in 
So like I said, so 2018, I believe at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I set it up. They gave me a five minute pre-show. Um, not to toot my own horn. I've always been a superb athlete. So I think even I surprised a lot of people in a five minute opening match of what I kind of could do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, after that, man, everything just boom. It wasn't even a question of when I wanted to come back. Yeah. I met a couple people there and then you know how the wrestling spider web works, <laughs> man, you know? So yeah. Um, to touch on the deathmatch part of it, I, I wanted to kind of dab back to the 90s thing. Mm -hmm. um, I also grew up during the Jackass era. I yes. don't know if you're familiar with the TV. Yeah, I, so, I grew up uh, around the same time. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean? And, and you know, like that, the Viva La Bam yeah. and everything. And then, like, me and my buddies, I, I keep referring to. But, man, we, we filmed ourselves doing the stunts, even though you're not – we edited it together. So, yes. I have – um same. Yeah, I have some early – uh, experience with editing footage and stuff. I even attended full sale for a little bit. It's a whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how it all started. So like doing crazy things or I was always the guy jumping off of real high things as I'm sure you're catching on to some of my deathmatch stuff. I, I don't mind jumping off of a high, <laughs> a high spot. So, literally no, literally no fear. <laughs> Did you, um, yeah, so, in that same era, were you like catching those like Japanese Deathmatch tapes and ECW so, and stuff like that as well? Yes, and I was catching the tail end of, like, the ECW stuff. And actually, I do remember, and I, I'm not going to lie and say I was consistent, but I do remember one night I was up way too late, and I did catch one of those, like, 3 a.m. ECW shows. You know what I mean? Like, for the very first time. And I specifically remember it was Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, this is – I don't even know what this is, and I don't even know how to find more of it, but I want it. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, – the only access I had to something like hardcore, like I've kind of told you, because my, my viewing limit was like, ba you know what I mean? Real basic. Yes. Up until I was able to actually reach out myself. But um, what was like your, your Mick Foley, Terry Funk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like Japan death matches. Those were like the first things I remember seeing. And that was probably the, the earliest I can, you know what I mean? That I can yeah. pinpoint where I realized what real death matches were. And then kind of like Sabu territory and then kind of slowly from there. Yeah, that's sick, man. Do you, does is there is there like a bridge to cross uh, when getting into that kind of stuff with your original trainer? I've I've heard about guys like that being like, no trainee of mine is a you know a tube slinging no. mud wrestling, well, you know all that bullshit. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's all. Um, no, you know what, Billy is. First of all, he's a hell of a trainer. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there's and actually I'm not the only uh, I, you know Dale Patrick's yes yeah um, yes he is no. also a Billy Rock guy yes okay so so not so, the only yeah, deathmatch guy no yeah so I I'm not the only one but I would say like I I do enjoy the hybrid part of it so yes. believe you and me I do I do get the you don't have to do that you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> um, I get that message quite a bit but I I. I can't explain it to people, and I don't think anybody knows it until you're in it and you feel it, but I actually, I love it. I love Deathmatch Wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it it can be its whole totally own thing, and then when done right, man, there's there's nothing like that reaction. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine, I mean, you're a guy that used to fight MMA in the cage, so you're used to, like, real physical punishment, so there must be a certain uh, adrenaline dump or rush that comes with, you know, something like that. Oh, yep, man. <laughs> we'll get there, but I have a story just like that during Insane Eight for like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we will get there. Well, let's uh, let's dial it back just a little bit. So, how long did you step away from wrestling? Like you, you said you were, you know, you, you hit the bottle or whatever, and you you were feeling like you mm -hmm. were off the rails. How long did that knock you out of wrestling? Oh, yeah. Five years, man. Five whole years, really. Yes. Yep. Uh, so I'd say, like I said, about twenty thirteen is when I was like um done with training and i did that match and then uh yeah it wasn't until 2018 man that i actually fully committed to being uh sober from alcohol mm -hmm. and i it's so this is also something that kind of just shocks people a little bit but my turnaround i understood what i wanted to do in this business and how much i love it and how much i appreciate it so like my turnaround has been very fast but i want to show how dead serious i was you know what i mean so yeah. man the second a door's open, I'm hitting that son of a gun and I'm going to run it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I know I've got to make up time for what I missed out on. I understand. And, yep. um, yeah, man. So for real, that, that's kind of how it's been. So it was 2018. Like I said, I stepped back in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's only 2022 now. So 
think this is year five, basically. You yeah, know, well, somewhere in the ballpark. So yeah, that that's huge. Yeah, and yeah, when when you when you say that, like out of it for five years, are you like done with all the physical? stuff like are you still training in May? are you still doing anything or are you just like i'm just party dude i'm only focused on this like and that's all yeah, i'm doing i 100 i was 100 percent party guy man you know what i mean yeah. uh, i i think it's a part of addiction per se too yes. where like i always tell people this at least on my end uh-huh. i'm either all in or i'm all out you know what i mean yeah. like i don't like mingle in the middle so like if i'm doing something i'm doing it to the max you know what i mean that's yes. just like yeah, I was gonna say even now too. I tell people like I, I go to the gym every day. Um, I, I I rest and I'm smart, but I'm also like, it's it's something in me that I have to go every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't explain yeah. it, but if I don't, my day's ruined. You know what I mean? Yes. So like it's just part of it, man. You know what I mean? So definitely at those times, and I think I I also was all out because I loved it so much that I knew I I wanted to go back in. I did. You know what I mean, man? Like I. I think I like, I, I mean, I, I tell everybody too, I was my own worst enemy, man. Like I stood, I was the only one standing in my way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I love wrestling so much, but I knew watching it. And I used, I actually have a, another funny story about one of my great friends. I was mm-hmm. telling you that uh, drove me to practice. So I remember one night I was sitting there uh, wasted, man. And uh, I just kept talking about wrestling. I kept being like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to get back in the ring and, and, and fucking do it, man. You know what I mean? Da, da, da. And yeah. man, to his credit, he literally stopped me one night and was like, dude, shut the hell up about it or do it. Like yeah. knock it off. Like you just keep talking about it. And I'll just, I will never forget that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was crazy. So it didn't happen right away. But then once I did get sober, like I said, it, it was just, man, almost as if everything came right back. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I like, it was right back in the game. And then, like I said, it's kind of just snowballed from there, to be honest with you, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. So was that that conversation that you had with him, was that one of the catalysts to you getting sober? Like you were like, you know what, I do need to be about it if I'm going to gonna do no, it. No, man, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the God honest truth too. Here's another little peek, Brian. Um, so I, I was with my now wife. Mm-hmm. I've been with her. Oh man, uh, it's, I think it's eleven years. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Which is a long, yeah, absolutely. A long time, right? Yeah, I've yeah. been with my wife for yeah. thirteen. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we like went to high school together. We didn't date in high school, but we yeah. like we've known each other literally for a long time. You know, uh-huh. um, yeah. So yeah, we've been together a long, long time. And I, again, man, this is non wrestling related, but I think this is part of the story. Uh, as a man, I just like kept messing around. I wasn't sure what I wanted in life, man. I think that was across the board. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just like, I think I was self, like I said, self-sabotage, man. And um, I think at one point you can only push somebody too far. And they, and she had decided to leave me at that moment. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, the moment too. I was like, oh, I'll just get her back. You know that old, yeah, <laughs> old, old the, the dude thing. I was like, no, nah, we've never broke up. I mean, we've been together like what, like blah, blah, blah. And uh, she didn't come back, man. You know what I mean? To her credit. It was only a, a few months, but I was like, wow. So originally, uh, I think you tell yourself you're going to get sober and do all these things to, like, make things better. But um, I did. I, I, my sister, my oldest sister, uh, God love her. She pretty much saved my life. I went down to her place. Um, from the next day, I believe it was either the day or two days after, I started attending like AA meetings. Yeah, well, just listening, man. Just I, yeah. I went right in. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know what I mean? Just to yeah. start off the jump. And then you slowly kind of like, hey, man, I got to do this for myself. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is as much as by doing it for myself, I'm doing it for everybody else, if yeah. that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean, man? Mm-hmm. So that was when I uh, started going back to the gym. And, and then it became the all-in mindset that i was telling you about where i was like okay i I gotta do this and then i'm i'm the kind of guy that goes a little crazy and i'm like doing crunches at home every day um you know what i mean like yeah i I changed the diet i changed absolutely everything to um with it with i'm not gonna lie with the goal of getting back into wrestling in in my mind too you know what i mean not only uh kind of getting my life back together but i knew that i would still I would still need competition. I told you kind of from the, from day one, I've been about sports and, and like, yeah. I think something that not a lot of people talk about is when you, when you graduate high school and if you don't go to college and play and all that stuff, you kind of, if you're a real athlete, you just kind of lose that drive. And I just like never lost it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. 
it just became about other things. Like who, I can out drink you. I can beat you in 18 games of beer pong. I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I completely yeah, get it. Man. <laughs> exactly, man. So to get back into it, I was just like, man, I had to go, I have to change everything about it. And like I said, I, I would just never forget that conversation about if I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shut the hell up about it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to get back to what I love. Yeah. So, um, eventually that slowly, I, I ended up meeting back up with my current wife and, um, I proposed to her literally, I think four months after or so after we got back together, yeah, because wow. at that point I was like, I'm not losing you again type thing. Yeah. Uh, so, and, um, I'm not joking a year after I have my beautiful daughter who yeah. I couldn't imagine my world without man. You know what I mean? That's a, that's awesome, man. It, it sounds like you're <laughs> you're somebody that knew you needed to make changes, and so you channeled that sort of part of yourself, that competitive part, that addictive part, or whatever, into all aspects of your life to improve it, to go after what you wanted, which was you know your wife, your your life, your wrestling, everything. It's it's really everything, it's man. really inspiring, man. No, oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. I... And it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a long road. I, yeah. I talk about too. It's every day, man. Like sometimes, it's not easy. No, it's, I was going to say, man, some days are way better than others. I promise as much yeah. as I sometimes don't show it. I, I literally try to kill people with kindness. Cause I just feel like life's easier that way, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the, be, the best possible attitude you can have, man. So once you're back into it, like you said, you go in the door, you start sweeping, uh, sweeping floors, setting up chairs, yep. getting back into wrestling. How then do you make the transition into death matches now? So perfect, it, man. Yeah. 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 Um, so from there, uh, to like, to kind of get my foot in the door a little bit, um, I kind of like briefly joined a, a little tag team for a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, we kind of, we toured a little bit, but nothing too, too major, but we were, we were pretty good. You know what I mean? Kind of getting, like I said, more just the ring presence and feeling everything out and getting back in the zone. And mm -hmm. it was, um, actually what ended up happening was, and it was, and I'm not trying to say this is a positive thing by any means, but it was a, literally a blessing from a business standpoint. Uh, so, so COVID had hit and everything shut down, man. Um, yeah. and, and I, I'm sure as you and everybody else can attest to, like, it was kind of a game changer. Like mm -hmm. everything changed. You know what I mean? Yes. It was like, yo, um, what, what now? You know what I mean? And everyone's lives are different and things changed. And, uh, the part the, my tag point at the time, he was about to have a kid, this big thing had happened. So we had agreed to kind of like part ways. And, um, we, we, we did this whole this whole turn on um, new wave pro it's on IWTV. It was on one of the earlier episodes. We did the turn thing and I kid you not, man, from that day after uh, I had a conversation, I think, you know, wrestling of kind of like what direction I wanted to go and who yeah. I wanted to be as myself. Mm -hmm. And um, the Eric Dillinger name got kicked up. I always laugh about it because at first I was kind of like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I like that. And now I, again, can't imagine. Yeah. I want to permanently change my name to Eric. <laughs> <You know, laughs> it just becomes you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just becomes it, man. And like, now I can't imagine anything else, but it was literally like that, man. And then I actually um, did a few matches during COVID, you know what I mean? During those, like, you had, you had to get your test, you had to wear your mask, so there's no fans. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So I did, um, yeah, so I did a few of those shows still trying to stay in the game. And, um, again, I, I hate to put it this way, but it really did. It, it slowed a lot of people down where I took it as kind of like, yo, here, remember that I'm talking about catching up mm -hmm. kind of, it's time to catch up. I can yeah. probably make a couple moves here and do some, you know what I mean? Like yes. if I do something. So, um, I think opportunities just kind of fell into place and things of that nature. And I, <laughs> I kind of. Uh, ran into AWR. I was brought into, I don't know if you're familiar with AWR out of Indianapolis. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I, I came into, I was brought into there and it's even, that's kind of funny, man. Um, we did like one of their new blood shows, which is kind of the new guys. Um, I had a banger match with uh, Nate Matthews and Matt Brannigan. Um, it was an awesome match. And it was funny because it was just purely wrestling, mm -hmm. which brought me to another like triple threat the next night, which was again, purely wrestling. And then uh, the winner of that got a title shot, and it was me and Josh Crane in a Taipei death match for the first death match I've ever had. <laughs> wow. Okay, so straight into yeah. the fire. So it was like, boom, here you go, man. Like, have wow. at it, you know what I'm yep. saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And even then, man, yeah, and that was – I'll never. Oh, we can talk about that one, man, because that one 
that was the first time I've ever had a real, real good gusher. And you don't know what having that much blood in your face is like until you have that much blood wow. in your face, brother. <laughs> did you did you know that's where it was going, or was it just kind of night off? They're like, yeah, and it's going to be a Type A death match, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, what? No, um, I'll be honest with you, man. So, and this is I, I uh, anybody that knows me. Um, I'm obsessed. I told you already. I'm obsessed with wrestling. I literally yeah. watch every day. I like to consider myself as a little bit of a historian, man. I just like, I'm really into the older stuff. So, um, I, the Taipei Deathmatch, it's a big deal. It yes. was, it's a, sometimes I think some of these like stipulations and stuff get thrown around. But to me, I was like, man, I mean, that's glass on your hands. That's a, that's a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know the story that can be told with that kind of match. I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it something kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, um, coming out of it, I, I mean, I don't got to like BS anybody, like, you know what I mean? But, um, I knew, I knew I wanted to come out bloody as hell. Yeah. I wanted to prove how violent that match is and what it was, you know what I mean? And yeah, I feel like, I think I got the job done. I hope because yeah. <laughs> I still have this pretty big scar to prove it. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just part of you now. <laughs> it is man, but it really was, that was legit. My mindset. It was like, I wanted to pay homage to a match that in my mind, um, growing up, like I said, what little I did know about it. I actually have another funny one real quick. Sorry. As, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Hardcore Homecoming. I believe Ian and Axel did uh, Taipei 2 on that one. Okay. And a buddy of mine, it was like a straight-to-DVD thing, and I do remember watching that match too, which uh-huh. kind of gave the history of it. Uh-huh. So to wrap it back forward, um, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to kind of pay tribute to it. Yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. I think the Taipei thing, like – I've seen quite a few Type 8 death matches, but not all of them are always done well. Sometimes it's just a regular death match or whatever, but people have got their hands wrapped. You know what I mean? Like they're not always – they don't always really bring it into it as much as they potentially should. You know what I mean? Because it is such like a a mean – weapon and a concept and stuff like that and I, I've always been kind of surprised when people don't uh, take advantage of that and and use that in creative ways oh man that was even again not to toot our own horn but I felt like we man, we had a couple real good spots and I also I don't like wimpy glass on hand so we even went all out you know what I mean when it just yeah. looks yeah it's all out on there man we used them as like cut off just like raking the eyes cutting each other you know what I yeah, mean there was a yeah, couple towards the end it was a uh, Man, I was like, I was up top, and I just, I was wailing on his arm, man, cutting that bad boy open. But to use that, he fell backwards right into a frog splash. Like, yeah, I don't know, it was used in every, every turn we could think of, and I just, I was pretty proud of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And, and I mean, this is we talked about head first into the pool, like into death matches, and so you didn't find that, like, you know, first first time you're bleeding and stuff, it's panic stations, or were you like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for, kind of. Thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it was kind of more that second one. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't say like you were really squeamish about it. No, I I really don't. And like it was weird, man, because I I remember there was a moment and I'm in the corner and uh, man, the cameras for AWR are fantastic. They're like HD four, you know, four H. I don't know. They're they're really good. Yeah. And man, it's pouring from my head, and I specifically remember being like, "Oh shit, this is a uh, there's a lot of blood there." You know what I mean? Kind of like <laughs> yeah. that moment where I was like. Oh boy! All right. Well, again, I told you my aunt, We're here now, so I gotta kind of keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so hopefully, it looks good yeah. on camera, and I don't die. So that, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Well, I'm in it." So it, it, it really was, man. That was, and like you said, it kind of just like, "Poof!" You just don't, you don't, you don't know what that's like until it happens to you, man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. So. As it, that seems like a logical transition over to Insane Eight. Now, Insane Eight, um, big win for you recently is that the first tournament that you've ever done it, it was um i well in it, it, that was the farthest i've went how about that i i did partake yeah. in uh pro wrestling train wreck versus king of the death match okay yep um yeah i i actually i faced bam sullivan oh, yeah. talking about going in head, yeah going in head first again was that was another show where i was a fill-in so i actually got the call because they needed a guy for bam and i had never I had, that was only like my second one, man. I came right in, did ten thousand thumbtacks. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got another. I could tell stories about that one too. But that was another great one where I don't know, just that feeling afterwards. Me and Bam, I was kind of like, yeah, man, like 
I, I mean, I can, I'm, I'm here. I need, I belong here, dude. Let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, because then I did that one, and then the next night I I, I did a, a battle royal. It was kind of like a bunkhouse type gimmick. Um, it was me, Dale, Otis, uh, Carver, a couple, a uh, Giza. I think there yeah, was somebody else in there. I might be. Yeah, it was actually a good little uh, mm-hmm. uh, battle royal, and uh, I went over, brother. So, oh yeah, that was kind of my first. Yeah, that was my first little like, I don't know, felt good, um, kind of like a little nod, like, hey man, keep up with this, man. I might, I might be onto something. You know what I mean? And then. So Insane Eight was my first official tournament entry. Like I'm, I'm coming to win it all type thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah, paint the picture for me for the day. How does it all plan out? Let's break down the tournament a little bit. Um, I've actually seen. I I didn't get to see everything, but I've seen your semifinal with Akira and your final with Oren. Um, oh. How we, how was the whole day for you stepping into it and and how it all played out? Man, um, I, I, I put it like this, too. So being a deathmatch guy, you'll know what I mean, too. Um, so it was also kind of the first time I felt like uh, like it was free game for me. Like I was getting let loose, brother. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like um, like with BAM, it's like, okay, 10,000 thumbtacks. There's there's a stiff there, so I had to do a couple things. But, man, like even my first one with Mickey was uh, fans bring the weapons. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know what they're bringing. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So um, it was kind of like. And even as you saw farther on, especially the main event, like, man, the trampoline, the scaffold, all the glass. Like, I just had never kind of had, like, the toy chest open. Like, hey, brother, you can use whatever you want, man. And I'm like, yo, let's go. You know what I mean? So that was probably the first thought in my head. I was like, okay, going into it, I don't know what some of these, like, things are. I'm here for it. You know what I mean? But this was my first chance to, like, kind of – kind of show what I can do on and without, like I said, any, any restrictions or whatever, brother. Mm-hmm. So um, the preparation to going in, I was kind of like in a different mindset than I have been. I was a little more like out to prove something too. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. man? Absolutely. I mean, it's a, an opportunity to show out in a tournament that has like a lot of, you know, uh, rep behind it and uh, prestige. And you also – you you were carrying a title for that company as well, right? So as well as uh, it, as well yeah. as like winning the insane eight championship, you you yeah. have a title, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the alternative championship. Uh, actually, just a little bit of history. I believe Oren's held it quite a few times. Marcus Crane, uh-huh. um, some other kind of bigger names like that. So it's an honor, honestly. So that yeah. was like kind of my first. Uh, I've actually since I've been in ICW, they've uh, man, I've been brought in with open arms man and i've had some great performances like man i, I just worked gary J mm-hmm. uh right before the tournament which was a hard-hitting you know badass fight yeah yeah <laughs> and then um yeah it's kind of just like i mean being out of state and everything it was kind of nice just to hear like that history of like see who all was in there like i mean schlacks ran through there's been some pretty you know what i mean just yeah. some some awesome named guys that have been there so like i said man it's been an honor and i mean they're a second home to be honest with you yeah, no, no doubt. It, it's nice, uh, I imagine, to be made to feel welcome when you when you go and uh, step into a new territory, especially one with like a rep like that. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's have a have a look at the tournament real quick. Who did you have in the first round? Um, it was me and Mickey Knuckles, and that was also a first time matchup. I had never I'd never worked Mickey. Right, right, exactly. So that was the fans bring the weapons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. And how, how was it working with Mickey? Oh my God, man! I, I know I'm not the only one to say this, but man, she is one tough chick, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, she took everything and gave it right back. Um, honestly, her and I talked about it like I, I, like later on in the day, where it was just like, man, it was just probably one of my personal like favorite matches. I don't know, man. It was just there was there was something to it. It was one of those other times where I felt like. I don't want to say chemistry, but something was there, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were just, we were rocking and rolling. Um, I think being nervous too, I op- we opened the tournament. So it was kind of like, hey, let's set the tone for how this is going to go down today. And um, man, that's honestly how I feel we did. Like it was yeah. cool too. I, I felt like it set us apart. Like it was me and Mickey. It was kind of like an intergender thing too. That was the only one of the tournament. You know what I mean? So a lot of opportunity to be different. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Mickey's a legend. I, I was fortunate enough to talk to her um, once and do a do an episode with her, and she's just so passionate, like about deathmatch wrestling, you know. So I'm sure being in there and learning from her and working with her was amazing. 
Oh man, I'll tell this quick little one. I told you I'm a rambler, brother. But uh, now, now you so got to go. The Taipei Death Match. She was actually in the building that day, mm -hmm. and I always I told her this afterwards, like way on. I felt like I owed it to her to send her a message, but I was just like, hey, uh, I will never forget. She was the first one, and like, hey, you're gonna kick ass. Take a breather, because I'm sure I look nervous as hell. Yeah, and I just will never forget that. So to come full circle, and for us to have the performance that we had, I was like, hell yeah, man. This yeah. is. That's awesome. This is what life's all about, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a vet she is. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, that's it. And then what, what's after that? And then Akira's after that? Yeah, so then Akira, man. Mm -hmm. And um, me, me and Akira, like, the, he's another guy. Like, speaking of the chemistry thing, um, him and I also had, uh, it was my first no-ring deathmatch for AWR up uh -huh. in Detroit area. Mm -hmm. And um, another one of those guys where we just – we just went out there and fought, man. We didn't have to, like, go – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just went out there, and everything you saw was just us feeling it and kicking ass. And that was, like, the second time I've, like, had a, a, a hell of a fight with him. And it just, like – I mean, I saw some rumblings where some people thought it even, like, stole the show and stuff, which I respected. Mm -hmm. So, like, hey, I just – that it was one of those things. Like, I don't know. There's something about me and him getting in there. Yeah. I loved, uh, I loved the finish where after you – get the pin on him and roll him up where you just uh, sit up and give him the double birds. Like, hell, right? hell yeah, dude. I was feeling it there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You were in and I, hey, I will give him props though, man. That uh, that triangle with the upside down bundle where he smashed it on me, mm -hmm. I've been – that little move was insane. I wasn't – that was great. I, I got to give some credit on that one. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's always out here trying to innovate, isn't he? Yeah, I loved it too, man. I, like, there's another one we did in that no ring one, um, where we uh, we were fighting over a bundle, man, and like we did a whole transition. He kicked up my feet. It was, I don't know, not to, again, not to toot our own horn, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And then obviously the final with Oren was amazing. I know a lot of people think so. He's somebody that I just had on the show very recently, and both on and off, Mike, he really couldn't say enough about you. Like he he really thought the best of you, and he was was telling me it was kind of down to the wire which way it was going to go. Uh, and and he, he said uh, he's, he's very happy with the finished product and really proud of you. Oh, man. Um, that, and actually, the first – that was awesome. That makes me – you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love to hear that. Um, and, dude, Oren, I, I kept saying it too by the end. I was like, if I was to be in there with anybody, I don't think I could have been in better hands either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everything – and that was again a first time matchup. We've never we we are absolutely familiar with each other. Yeah. We've we've been in the same shows, just never worked each other. And again, I mean, for that to be the finished product should say something. You know what I yeah. mean? Because yeah, just chemistry. I, and I and I will put this out here. And I, I I've never ever had somebody push me farther than like where I thought maybe my limit was. And yeah. in that match, there was a moment where I thought man, I don't know about this. And he, and he, we drove it through. We were not, he's like, we're not stopping. We're going, this is, you want this, let's go. Yeah. And I'll be yeah. damned if it didn't make it 10 times better. You know what yeah. I mean, man? Yeah. Like I, and I will forever, I will forever put that over. It was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. He, uh, and you've got a rematch with him coming up, right? Like I do actually ne just next week, brother. Oh, wow. It's coming, coming in that hot. It is coming in that hot. I know. Thank God I'm, Still kind of recovering from everything. I took me like a week to recover from that, man. <laughs> he, he doesn't half step, so. <laughs> no, <be> man. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think it's actually next Friday, and it's uh, at the the La Pica. I've never, mm -hmm. I've never been, but they, I guess a lot of pretty great death matches have taken place there. So I'm actually excited to put my stamp on the building. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that um, Oren sort of went through some similar struggles uh, that you did with like addiction and stuff when he was younger and you guys had a chance to talk about that and bond uh, about that. I, I think I want to say that was exactly like our, one of our first conversations meeting each other, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I feel like you probably are the same and like, I just get a good vibe off of people. Like yes. I know who's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's there and genuine and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think we just started kind of going down that path, man. And I think, especially with something like that big of a deal if you know when someone when it was a big deal to somebody you know yeah. what i mean um mm -hmm. and I, yeah we both had just talked about how just like i don't know and even then i say it to this day um my, my whole life changed man and i know it sounds silly and cliche but man it was just such a 180 yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and i 100%. think and I, man and, and then even like i said i think even coming to present day us talking it's like man like 
that that moment would have never happened if our paths wouldn't have crossed the way they crossed man you know what i mean so it was just like kind of bonding over just like something that's such a big deal and it is so tough man but you know what i mean um but sometimes i swear man if you can make it out the other side like life's pretty fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man that is that's a, a great great attitude to have let me ask you this as we start to head towards wrapping up what do your uh wife and daughter think about the death matches and I guess the aftercare that comes after the death matches when daddy comes home looking like he's been in a car wreck. No, that's a, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong here. And uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm doing this in the house alone right now. That way I, she didn't have to hear all this. So. <laughs> no um, jokes aside, the, the little one is too little. She's three, mm-hmm. uh, just turned three actually. Uh-huh. Um, so I still don't think there's not a full understanding. Like if she sees like a video of something, it's usually more of just my normal wrestling, but she'll be like, Oh daddy. But, um i do pretty good at hiding the cuts from her now my wife on the other hand (laughs) my wife on the other hand um she just calls me an idiot and all those other fun names every now Uh and then and then um but i think she has brought it up especially i think she watched insane eight which was the first time i believe she's even watched any of my deathmatch stuff oh wow and uh she said it herself man and not even just her i brought uh my brother my nephew and my brother-in-law to the show and who are all non real wrestling fans. Right. You know what I mean? I guess they just respect me and how much I love it. And they just said the same thing. They were like seeing you out there and feeling the crowd and everybody like, I get it. I 1000% get it. And they, I mean, they talked about how it gave them chills and things like that. You know what I mean? So I think as time is going on, she trusts me enough (laughs) or puts up with me. It's one of the two. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I can't say – I don't think she really enjoys it, but she gets it. How's that? Yeah, yeah. No, completely understand. And, I mean, she obviously <laughs> supports you, and that, that's what's most important, right? 100%. I will say this, too, and total props to her. I got a pretty good gash on my arm. Um, actually, this will rope into the last story I kind of want to tell you anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, when we were talking about just the adrenaline and the pain. Uh, when I was in the ring laying there and Jerry, the ref started duct taping me. I had no idea why he was even duct taping me. <laughs> so I, uh, I got a pretty decent little gash on the elbow here and uh-huh. then to rope it back into the wife, uh, man, she, whew, she dug in there and made sure there was no glass or anything in that bad boy. And props to her cause it hurt like a bitch, but I couldn't do it myself. So yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> pretty grisly stuff. Super glue it back together. And- <laughs> okay, 100%. That's awesome. Dude, tell everybody where to find you on social media and how to find public enemy. Number one. No, absolutely, man. I've actually, so on Twitter, you can look me up at, uh, at Eric Dillinger five. Um, let me, I'm sorry, man. I should have had all this prepared. I'm going to no, jump no, on You are good. Pictures. I can put it all the links in the notes and stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Dude. I was just saying, yeah. cause even on Instagram, it's Eric underscore Dillinger 2020. And then Facebook, just look it up, man. And I'm sure you can find it. Like you said, the fan page, um, all that good stuff. There's matches on YouTube. Uh, IWTV's got some good ones, man. So all the support. I just love everybody, man. And I, I appreciate you even having me on, brother. It was it was a pleasure, to be honest with you. No, that's completely awesome, man. I was really looking forward to this. Uh, and I'm so stoked we managed to get it to work this morning. We've brought it down to the wire, but we've managed to wrap it up. We've hit our time. <laughs> and uh, and thank Nailed you so it, much. For you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking just dunked. Uh, but, but, like, thank you so much for your time and all the messing about that happened this morning. I really appreciate you, man. We'll have to do this again another time. 100%, man. No apologies needed. I would come on anytime, brother. Excellent. No way. So, everybody, if you want to check out Eric Dillinger, check the show notes, follow all the links to support him on social media, and check out his matches online. Check out the Insane 8 and 4, Eric Dillinger and 4, Faces and Fears. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Yo, thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast, or just head straight to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E slash FacesFeelsCast to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favorite podcast providers, Find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. 
If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loosen Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now let's get back to the interview. Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. 